Good evening, everybody. And if you're just tuning in live, you are listening to The Angel Rock on United Public Radio Network, also known as UFO Paranormal Radio Network. I want to say a huge shout out to all of my guests, followers here. It's so nice to see all your comments. We're going to try and involve you. I always try to do that with the people that attend live. For those listening, that are just listening, but you want to watch and you want to join in the comments. Some of the best places where you can join in, where we will see the comments, is the Facebook page. It's called UFO Paranormal Radio. You just have to check it out. It'll be streaming live on there. It should be. As well as we are streaming to our main YouTube channel, which is also found under UFO Paranormal Radio. And then we can see your comments, as well as we are streaming to my guest page. We will mention that very shortly once after. I read her bio. A little bit about myself. I'm the host of the Angel Rock. My name's Laura Lee Potvin. I am a Canadian clairvoyant medium, crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, a spiritual teacher and mentor, and I'm also a registered nurse. And I should mention to you that even though I'm Canadian, the wonders of the internet, we are streaming to you live from New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, I want to give Joe Montaldo a huge shout out. He is the owner of this network and he provides this wonderful platform for us, for our guest show. There's something for everybody here. So please make sure to share it with your friends. Bring it over. And I also want to mention we're broadcasting from 105.3 in New Orleans as well. If you've never been to the show before, I say I cover all aspects of the esoteric spirituality, a little bit of paranormal and truth-seeking thrown in, but always with a positive spin. And the guests that I have on my show our guest this evening is no different. Uh, they're people that are doing incredible things, regular everyday people, whether they're doing it extracurricularly or professionally, and they're making a positive change for humanity. So welcome to all the new people to the show and those that return and continue to support our network and my show weekly. I really appreciate having you all here. Now let's get to our guest's bio. You guys are probably going to see a lot of her and I together eventually in the future because it was like we talked and gosh it was like we knew each other forever so her name is Nicole Antoinette and she's a professional psychic medium and spiritual mentor her compassion kindness and playfulness set her apart from others in the field after growing up in an, in an abusive religious household Nicole made it her mission to seek out her own spiritual truth now she inspires people from all over the world. She's got an incredible YouTube channel we're going to talk about. She, Like I said, she's also a host on our network. And she inspires people to seek out uh, their own spiritual truth as well and path, regardless of where it may lead. Her passion is teaching people to accept, embrace, and enhance their own psychic gifts. She is one of our newest hosts on the network on Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with her wonderful podcast, Guiding Echoes, same name with her YouTube channel and her business. So welcome, Nicole, did I miss anything? Probably, right? <laughs> I can't hear you, honey. Are you muted? Maybe you're muted. There we go. There yeah, we go. Said, there we there go. Was, there was a loud plane going by. I'm like, no I one wants figured, to hear that. I figured. Did I miss anything? Because this girl can do anything. I think anything, you got I it think. all. I think mm -hmm. you got all of it. 
Mm -hmm. She's an incredible healer. And uh, I can honestly vouch for that because we we have a lot in common. And I know, and I'm going to spill the beans a bit about you, Nicole. Uh, She did something with me the first day I met, just the way the conversation led. Of course, she asked my permission. And the things I felt shift were so incredible. Like it was such a physical feeling and you blew me away, Nicole, you were the real deal. Oh, thank you. you really yeah, are. I'm noticing that, that a lot of my work seems to be shifting more towards healing. Whereas before mm-hmm. there was a big emphasis on, of course, the mediumship and tarot and divination. Mm-hmm. But um, over the last few months, especially, I've been noticing that I'm just kind of naturally navigating more towards a healing, mm-hmm. um, healing energy and empowerment you know trying to empower people mm-hmm. but the healing energy i think has been really important uh especially over you know especially after what we've all been through over the last two years uh, yes yes definitely so i always do this with my guests i always start at the beginning if you're comfortable like you mentioned a little bit about your childhood and then it's so interesting from the background that you've come from and then where you are now. So I'd love to hear more about your story. Sure. So um, I grew up in a religious household. My parents mm-hmm. were abusive. They were controlling. Uh, my father's a sociopath. My mother has uh, borderline personality disorder. And for mm-hmm. people who are not familiar with uh, BPD, people who have that uh, borderline personality disorder, their emotions fluctuate very quickly. And they also have a very, very strong sense of narcissism. So when you are around someone with that personality, there's no stability there. And you do have to walk on eggshells. And someone with BPD, they might think a joke about a certain topic is funny. And then the next day, they'll think it's outrageous like they'll be mad you know so they're they're um they're unable to regulate their emotions and they they tend to be um they tend to have very strong narcissistic uh characteristics and then of course we all know what a sociopath is although hollywood has blown out of proportion how sociopaths actually are they they don't care about other people they don't have emotions um but they're not all serial murders like Mm -hmm. like hollywood (laughs) seems to have us believe but they are extremely manipulative and they play a lot of power games and so that was the that was the dynamic with my parents and they had um myself my brother i have an older sister and it was really rough growing up that way so when you throw religion through religion into the mix well now they could use the bible to manipulate everything as well so Mm -hmm. they were physically abusive emotionally abusive they just were not good people and because they had subscribed to their own idea of christianity it meant that my brother sister i were not allowed to explore our own spiritual beliefs and we were really kind of forbidden from even having any psychic abilities. Um, the gifts of the spirit, of course, were allowed in the house. So like speaking mm-hmm. in tongues and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as being able to speak to the dead and sense different energies, they would have thought all of that was, they did believe all of that was demonic. 
So it was difficult growing up in that household because I always had a strong inclination towards that which was psychic. I loved watching science fiction. I loved fantasy movies. And I really always resonated with, you know, fairies and witches. Me too. Yeah. Anything magical, yeah. Anything magical was just a lot of fun. Uh Uh-huh. It still is to this day. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. So... Uh, growing up when I became an, 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 oh, and then also I was homeschooled by those people from oh, wow. second grade all through high school. So that was really rough because it meant I was, I was really isolated and confined, um, through all of my childhood and teenage years. The only exception was I did have a part-time job at a radio station. So that was fun. And that got, allowed me to get out and, uh, for a little bit. And then also, um, we went to church. So, you know, cause they had to, they had to be sure that their Christian mask was intact. So mm-hmm. that was really the only type of socialization that I got was, uh, was church and my, my part-time job. And then as an adult went through a lot of different phases, really just trying to find myself and figure we out my way in this world and went from, you know, trying to be an atheist but that didn't work out and went back to Christianity yeah. and tried different branches of Christianity, but that didn't work either. Cause I just couldn't believe that an all loving God could send people to hell. Like that just didn't make exactly. sense to me. Yeah. So um, the way that I ended up, owning guiding echoes and building guiding echoes and opening up to my psychic gifts and abilities was that one year I decided to decorate my house for Halloween and I wanted to create a seance scene in my front yard inspired by the seance scene in Disney's The Haunted Mansion. Gotcha. One of my favorite rides. Yeah. So to do that, I needed a round table. I needed a crystal ball. And of course I needed tarot cards. So I went online I went on to Amazon and started looking up different tarot cards. And I wanted to be sure I found just the right deck. Yeah, Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So I started Mm -hmm. scrolling and started looking. And uh, there was one deck in particular that just really grabbed my attention. But it was $30 and I didn't want to spend that much on, on a tarot deck. So I kept looking. But that deck just held me captive. It caught all my attention. So I put it on my wish list and continued to look, walked away from the computer. And about three days later, three nights later, um, I woke up in the morning, couldn't, was it, was unable to go back, back to sleep. And I think it was like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. Finally gave up because I kept thinking about the cards. Yeah. Like I kept thinking about those cards. They were haunting me. So finally went online, ordered them and completely forgot all about them. Mm Mm-hmm. So when they came in the mail, like five days later in my Amazon box, I'm like, what the heck did I order from Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> I love that I when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like what? So opened it up. I was like, oh my gosh, my tarot cards. I was all excited. Yeah. And the moment I held them in my hand and started looking through them, I felt this need to protect them. And I knew right then and there, I could not use these beautiful, wonderful images as any type of decoration. Like I could not allow anything bad to happen to these cards. So my friend was there and he was like, well, then what are you going to do with them? If you're not going to use them for, for decorations, I'm like, without a beat, I was like, well, I'm going to learn how to read them. And I did. (laughs) It's like your home when you find it, right? It feels like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So ended up buying way too many books on tarot, (laughs) tarot. Uh, ended up joining an online tarot group where Mm -hmm. people um, 
people learned tarot online. We gave each other readings. We joined an online tarot course. And then I just excelled very quickly. I had a, I had a, just a natural knack mm -hmm. for it and became the teacher's pet, <laughs> you know. Jeez, I just, wonder why with that energy of yours. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so since I was, I was excelling so quickly, I ended up opening Guiding Echoes and it was really kind of an experiment. I was like, well, I wonder if, you know, what would happen if I opened a Twitter account, made a little, you know, Facebook page, made, made a little website. And within just like, I think a week or two of posting on Twitter and talking about, you know, guiding echoes and posting more spiritual stuff, um, I got my first sell and I was so excited. And that's Yay. what started this whole thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, we have to start somewhere. That's why I always ask people, you know, where did you, how did you get to where you are today? Because I always find everybody has the most incredible, unique story. That's kind yeah. of how spirit works, right? Like when you talk even about, say, the law of attraction, for example, right? And and the thing that we forget as humans is we want to figure it all out. And then the ego kicks in, right? Is No, no, that's not going to happen. And no, that's not going right. to happen. But if you can just let it be just one little thing, right? And then just let it sit there. And then you back up after it, it happens. And you go, holy crap, I couldn't have figured that out in a million years if I tried. And it's kind of like that way all the time with the universe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, there's, if, if anyone had told me, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, that this is what I would be doing right now, I'd be like, you were on crack. There's no way I would have believed that mm -hmm. this is the route I would have gone down. And I mean, yeah. that was 10 years ago. That was 10 mm -hmm. years ago. So, so mm -hmm. in, in fact, Guiding Echoes is 10 years old this month. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank Good for you. you. That's <laughs> exciting because, um, again, I, and I think, I think I'd seen a comment. I'm going to read Auntie Coco's comments here. You guys are leaving wonderful comments. Hello comments. Hello to everybody that's here. We love having you here. Nicole and I talk a lot. Like we will talk for like two minutes and think and yeah, it, it, two hours have gone by. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I feel like I've known her my whole life here. Um, so we're seeing your wonderful comments. Please continue commenting. But I love what you said here, Auntie Coco. You said that is how spirit is. It will keep knocking until we answer. And you're right. Spirit does, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know, the other thing that spirit will do too is, because uh, I've been going through this recently, is I've been trying to make plans. Like you were saying, we tried to figure things out. Mm -hmm. And so for the last um, four months, I've been having an issue with just, uh, you know, trying to find a home. No other way mm -hmm. to put it, trying to find a home. Mm -hmm. And there's certain states that I tried to move to. And the universe didn't just prompt me not to go there or prompted me to change direction or intuitively was like, you know, Nicole, that's probably not a good idea. No, the universe came and just slammed. I guess they just cuts. slammed like, you, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Not, it wasn't a gentle nudge. It wasn't a very soft closing of the door. It was like, bam. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not the route I'm going. I got that message. I'm not going to say anything, but a conversation it. we had about this. There was one thing that you mentioned, though, and I remember from an outsider looking in, it's always easy. I always say this versus ourselves looking in the mirror. It doesn't matter whether we do what we do, whether people 
do what they do, right? When we have it so close, it's so hard to see, whereas people on the outside can see it. You yeah. just lit up with one thing that you happened to mention. I won't say anything right. else, but you could <laughs> see it, right? You could see it. Because we need to see if that's going to play out or not. Because mm -hmm. I've made those plans before a couple years ago and they didn't work out. So now it's like, mm -hmm. all right, universe, I'm just, I'm not even trying anything right now. I'm yeah. just following down the, I'm just going down the path that I am feeling intuitively mm -hmm. toward as far as my work and new projects. And I'm just trusting that the right, yeah, you know, situation as far as where I'm supposed to land will will open up. But yeah, it's been it's been an interesting ride. Yes, but that's the way life is, right? Like sometimes it seems like everything's just status quo and wonderful. And I've had this conversation with a few people, for example, and it, I don't want to make it sound negative, but standing back and, and looking in that when things are beautiful and they're amazing and it's like that feeling of being newly in love that honeymoon phase no matter what it is could be a job yeah. could be a relationship right what do we all what have we all probably said i know i have i wish this could go on forever i love it it's amazing this is like why can't life always be this way yeah but because I think we have free will, right? And when we go through adversity as human beings, which we will, and I believe Earth is a school, so we're here to learn, right? Um, I think that what happens is when we go through difficult things, that's the impetus that gives us the most to be able to learn. We have the choice yeah. that we can get stuck in, in that situation or we have the choice that we can make a difference or we can like I and I always use this example and again might sound negative but I don't mean that but through many tragedies we have seen people create an incredible things for example parents that have lost a child very tragically they yeah. either might lobby their their government regardless where they live to have laws changed or foundations started or they've made that choice and they've moved forward with it. Not just parents. Those are just two examples. Sure. And I think that's, I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's where we, where we have a lot of learning happen? Like we, it seems like it's the biggest shift, if you will. I think so. One of the things that I've been learning more about or contemplating more about is like, why do these bad things happen? I like, know. They, yeah. Cause mm -hmm. we'll go through situations where it's not just like, it's not just something bad that happens and you can shake it off. It's like these, these soul sucking experiences mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. just leave you so depleted and defeated. And you're like, mm -hmm. what the heck was that about? You know, that's really mm -hmm. difficult. So, um, one of the things I've been opening up a little bit more about was the relationship that I've been in for the past two years. It was mm -hmm. actually pretty toxic. I was with someone mm -hmm. who was selfish and was consistently ignoring uh, my needs. And so mm -hmm. out of that, over the last few months, I've been putting together a new project called um, the Victim's Pedestal. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, the Victim's Pedestal is was created so that victims of narcissistic abuse, emotional or psychological abuse could share their stories. And so mm -hmm. I'm still putting everything together. Uh, but basically, yeah. And so, so the reason it's called the victim's pedestal is because in the beginning of a narcissistic relationship, and this can be true of a a romantic relationship or even a friendship yeah that person the narcissist will come in very strong and they will start what is known as the love bombing stage and so love bombing 
love bombing can look like a lot of different things, but it almost always boils down to the narcissist giving you a lot of attention. So for me, um, the narcissist was texting me every day, calling me every day um, after shortly after we had met. And it did feel good, you know, and he was he was giving me all these amazing compliments and, and I was giving him compliments back because I love giving compliments. I'm usually pretty, mm -hmm. I'm very generous with them. Yes, you are. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> so having someone that was recognizing the hard work that I've put into guiding echoes and also telling me I was beautiful and, and just saying all those things that I really needed to hear and for him to say them consistently for a while, that was the the form of love bombing I was getting. And so that that's how they essentially put you on that pedestal. Like they just make you feel like you're the only person in the world. And it feels like this fairy tale romance and this person can never hurt you. Mm -hmm. And you finally found your person. And everyone I know who's been through a narcissistic relationship, they've all gone through that same thing in the beginning. What's interesting is we'll all tell you that we knew something was off in the beginning we just couldn't figure out what you know mm -hmm. but there was something you just couldn't put your finger on it mm -hmm. so that is that is the first stage of the victim's pedestal is they will love bomb you and and everyone's different so they might uh, love bomb you with gifts or grand gestures it might be that they're calling you all the time but basically the reason that they do this is they're giving you the dopamine rush but they want to get you addicted to them and it works you know it, it usually works yeah mm -hmm. So slowly but surely, they start to knock you off that pedal stool. And they can do that through a variety of ways. Like um, there was a sociopath that I was with for seven years. And he he was awful. He would call me names every day. He was always putting me down. Um, he'd fly into these fits of rage consistently. And that was, you know, that was really confusing, but that's a way of, you know, knocking someone off the pedestal. Cause you're, you go from being the thing that they love the most to mm -hmm. feeling like you're worthless and being treated like you're worthless. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the last relationship I was with was with a covert narcissist. So that was a lot harder to detect yeah. um, mm -hmm. because instead of yelling and arguing they stonewall you so they just don't say anything at all and mm -hmm. when you tell them like i'd really love to make plans so that we can go to the beach this weekend or check out this castle i've been wanting to see um there's another form of stonewalling where they just won't respond to you or they just make their own plans and that was the issue i was having with the last covert was he was basically acting like he was single and just doing his own thing didn't matter what i wanted or what I was asking for. And so I went from being the person that was supposedly the most precious to him to just like, eh, you don't matter. I do what I want. Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue talking to other women. In fact, I might even flirt with other women and you're just going to have to deal with it. You know? Mm -hmm. So that's a way of, of devaluing someone too. So the victim's pedestal gives victims the ability to go back onto that pedestal and tell their story and mm -hmm. tell people what they went through. And this is so important because so many victims are shamed and narcissists get away with a lot of abuse. Mm -hmm. And when a victim of any type of abuse walks away, they feel a lot of shame because they, and they feel embarrassed and they feel humiliated because it's like, why didn't I see that coming? And their friends and loved ones, they fall in um, usually one of two camps. One of them is like, 
one is that they will tell you that something's wrong with you because your narcissistic partner is so great and so charming. So you must be, there must be something wrong with you. So that's something a lot of victims go through. Um, the second thing is that people will just blame victims and say, well, you're too go to codependent. Well, I would never let anyone treat me that way. You know, so there's, there's a sense of shame that victims almost always go through. And here's what I want victims of, of any type of abuse to know. It's not your fault. You didn't ask for this. You didn't do that. You were abused because someone decided to abuse you. It's not like you sat there and you're like, hey, you know what would be amazing this weekend? If you could emotionally put me down. Could you do that for me? That would be so <laughs> great. Like, who's doing that? <laughs> I highlighted this comment because Zach Mann has been a huge supporter of my show and channel. He has been here. You have been here, Zach, since the beginning. And you know what? I thank you for sharing this here because Zach is a sweetheart. And he said, I just got out of a toxic relationship after 10 and a half years. The signs were present looking back and I was just too much in love to notice. Yep. And we have had a conversation about this with, with men because I did know some men and I would never push my ideas on people. But there, you know what? There are people that I think are regardless of gender or what, right? And I understand why you're focusing on women. And I'm going right. to just add a little bit here. And I'm not overgeneralizing. I'm not saying that this is everything. What I'm saying is, having been in this field quite a long time myself, I've been in it for, God, I think 18 years, at least 20 years. And probably before then, just didn't realize that what the things I was so intuitive about what they were they had a name okay is I think that as people that are empathic and we kind of put out an energy and some of you in the audience will notice this you'll walk into a store and you'll be minding your business and some little soul will walk up and start talking to you or make a comment and within 10 minutes they tell you their whole life story and then they stop and they say, why am I telling you my life story? I don't even know you. And, and you know, they just need somebody, I think, to listen. But somehow, intuitively, as human beings, we're able to pick up energy. I also feel that as, say, somebody that's narcissistic, I don't think they're running around in their mind going, let me look for the next victim. I do believe that they're looking for happiness, but they have a type. They know what the type is. And like you mentioned about other women, I think they're constantly looking for that high from the beginning that they feel, and they have a type. And it seems like a lot of people that are empathic or come from certain relationships like what you shared at the beginning, um, they find people like with the characteristics I'm mentioning. I have been in that type of relationship too. I'm not saying it happens to everybody. So I don't, I'm trying to be very careful the way I word things here, but it happens. And I, the reason why I really thought this was a wonderful idea that Nicole had shared off air is because I think it gives somebody a place judgment free to share their story and then to share what they experience so that you know what, maybe we can learn from somebody else's experiences and how maybe they were able to heal, right? And right. what happened in their love bombing stage or with somebody, like you said, that's covert about this. Like, how? I think we can learn from one another is basically what I'm trying to say. 
So absolutely. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's why I want to create this, this podcast in this new community is when people are in a relationship with the narcissist, whether it is the very beginning, the middle, or even towards the end, the victim of the narcissist has a lot of questions and doesn't understand completely what's going on. Like when I was in the relationship, yeah, when I was in the relationship, I saw the flags, I knew what was going on to an extent, but then it wasn't until I got distanced that I really saw how toxic it was and what games Mm -hmm. were being played. And, you know, when you're, when you love someone, when you truly love a narcissist, Mm -hmm. it is like the most heart wrenching thing because you start to see the signs that they don't love you back. They can't. They're capable of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they, their version of love is not the same of ours. You know, their, Mm -hmm. their version of love is I love you because of what you can do for me. And our version of love is I love that you exist on the planet. I love that you're here. I love you so much. I want to protect you. I love you so much that your success is important to me as my own success, happiness, and Mm well-being. I love you as a person. You know, that's how normal people love. But narcissists are, you make me feel happy. Mm -hmm. You, I love the things that you do for me. And that's Mm -hmm. where it stops. You know, Mm -hmm. they're not, they're not going to put a lot of energy into protecting you or helping you succeed or feel better or whatever it is. Cause it's just not something that they can do. And mm-hmm. so that is a very slow killing of the soul <laughs> and mm-hmm. there's different ways that they, that they do that. But that mm-hmm. message is clear behind almost every action that the narcissist takes is that the narcissist and their, um, their persona, their their uh, dreams, their goals, their projects, their actions, their plans are more important than yours. Mm-hmm. And the victim's pedestal, I think, will help people, regardless of what stage of the relationship they're in, to understand that it's not them, that other people have been through this too. Other people are still going through it. And it'll give them tools and techniques and methods that they can apply, whether they're in the relationship, out of it. And hopefully it will Mm -hmm. give people who are newly into a relationship or entering one plenty of red flags so that when they see it, they don't, they don't go any further. They can put, they can pump the brakes and get out Mm -hmm. and say, Nope, (laughs) that's not the right I'm signing up for. That's not what I want. And so the, the victim's pedestal is very much about giving people a voice we have to normalize talking about this more. We have to normalize it because if we don't, victims continue to stay scared and they stay small and they never fully heal. They never fully integrate because they think no one cares. No mm-hmm. one's going to understand. That's not true. We do care. We do understand. We want you to Or they feel better. guilty. Like, why they didn't I see this when I was in the relationship? And yeah. why did I let so much slide? Why did I... we tend to blame ourselves? And it doesn't matter. And I'm not negating in the narciss- narcissistic sorry, relationship. I think that we tend to blame ourselves for things when things don't work out, right? And then yeah. um, when we stand back, like I said earlier, and look at the whole situation with fresh eyes versus it being so close to us, if you will, we're able yeah. to see things that we didn't see before. So I think it's such a beautiful situation with this podcast that people are being given a platform to be able to share their stories at different stages, or maybe they're in a relationship like that. 
but to be able to share share and learn from other people's experiences and healing and a judgment-free platform. I do want to give a shout out to Ashley. I haven't got my glasses on Ashley. I think it's Detlaf for your $10 yeah. super sticker. Thank you. That's very kind. And I, I'm going to make sure I'm going to stop and make sure I call people out because we really appreciate, you know, the support that you're sending. I'm going to read Auntie Coco's comment too. She said, I feel like I always have a bad energy coming off of me. I'm a nice person. I have no hidden agendas, want others to succeed, etc. But I can't shape shake a bad feeling am i feeling others energy i will let you answer that right away but i have something i just wanted to add very quickly if that's okay nicole yeah sure um i am very very empathic and i am the type of pe person i have a son with severe autism for example and he knows that he will come in for example he likes to play video games and his arm is sore Mommy, my arm hurts. And I'll say, okay, sweetie, you know, maybe we'll put some, I'll do some massage or whatever. And he'll say, feel it, mommy, feel it. Because he knows that I can run, I usually close my eyes so I can feel where it is. And, but I pick up his pain. But the problem is when you're in a group of people and you got pain, you're going to start feeling pain. You're going to start feeling maybe like you said, but you're feeling anti-cocoa. You're going to be feeling whatever you might be feeling. Now, this may work for you, may not. I have, It was taught to me by a few different mentors and it really helps. And I can't wait to hear what Nicole is going to add to this. I know she's got lots. I'm hearing it almost. <laughs> is I always ask myself, I take a deep breath and ask, is it mine? Your body will always answer you if you can quiet your mind. And then once you hear either a yes or no, if it's yours, well, that's something you may feel you may have to deal with. But if it's not or work with it, heal with it, whatever it may be. But it usually, especially if you're around other people, more than likely you're going to hear no. So the other thing that I do is I attach love and light to it, healing, and I say return to sender. And the thing is, right, their higher self can choose to accept it or not, but I'm sending nothing negative attached, nothing whatsoever. It's just, no, thank you. Um, not for me. I'd love to hear what you have to say, but that's usually what I do. So, yeah, so that's a, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And it definitely works. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when people are untrusting of themselves or they mm -hmm. lack confidence, then they're not going to believe what their own mind tells them. So they can absolutely mind. Yeah. And they're going to get the yes or the no. And they're like, that oh, was my imagination. My mind. <laughs> my, yeah. I knew you, I was going to add that. And I swear to God, because a lot of things Nicole has been saying, I've been thinking, I'm going to ask her about that next. And she just says it. <laughs> that happens quite a bit with people that are intuitive. I find on podcasts, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you so, went there. <laughs> so there's something called muscle testing, but there's also something else you can do. You can kind of use your own body as a body pendulum. as a pendulum. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> yep. So what it looks like is you'll get still and you'll ask mm -hmm. your body, show me yes. And you might want to close your eyes. So um, I'm just going to show you already. So yep. my my body is a pendulum. It goes, yes, it goes forward for yes, mm -hmm. backward for no. And if there's no answer, I will just stay still or I might like topple over to the side a little bit, which is- And like, mine are to the left and to the right. Yeah. Mine are to the left and to the right. And yeah. um, exactly. And with no answer means is that 
it's neutral, if you will. It doesn't really require an answer. Or there really isn't an answer. Mine is still steadfast. And you could use things like a pendulum or whatever. But when you're in the middle of a grocery store, and you can use this for anything, like you're a whole roll of vitamins, and you're not sure yeah. to hold them in your hands once you know what your yes or no is, or put them to the, like you said, you go side left to right and ask, is this good for my body? And I, I knew you were going to have an amazing answer. I'm going to show you guys this is how with Nicole so many times I'm getting goosebumps it's not cold that's my sign for truth so I'm so glad you I'm sorry probably cut you off go ahead Nicole and I love no. to talk <laughs> yes we do so there's and then there's another one that's that's pretty easy too so if you put your hand up like this so you can just put your arm up mm -hmm. and if your answer is a yes it'll stay steady if your answer is a no it'll start to go down so if you're asking is this energy mine like my when I closed my eyes and asked that my my arms start going down on its own. So I'm not forcing it. So you just focus on your question and you might even want to close your eyes and put your attention maybe on your third eye or just see the question as written out in front of your eyelids or behind your eyelids, whatever. See the question, mm -hmm. focus on the thing. And if the answer is a yes, again, your arm will stay up. As you hold mm -hmm. your arm up, it will stay up. It'll stay strong. But if your answer is a no, your um, arm will start to go down. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I love that Nicole is such a great teacher too. So you know what? And I, what I love is each one of us is different. So those are just what did three quick techniques. Yeah. And I'm glad because I kept hearing that in my head because I, I, I should explain that I don't hear voices for those of you that haven't met me before. I, I know that I just know the difference between spirit and myself when it, you start to do it right. And it takes a little bit of while to trust it, but you were absolutely right about that. If you're newer to this and you, because we question it all the time, all yeah. the time in the beginning, always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're new to it or if you went through a dry spell, because you can go through that. Everyone, every, absolutely. every, gifted, yeah, every gifted intuitive I know they've gone through a dry spell. Mm -hmm with their gifts and they're like, Oh my God, what is wrong? Like, I'm never going to happen. Like, why is this happening? <laughs> I'm being punished. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm being punished. And mm -hmm. uh, it's not that it's that the universe will, the, the universe in your own body will allow your gifts to shut down. If there's something else that you need to be paying attention to, or really, if you're, even if you're like battling an illness or something, your other mm -hmm. gifts will shut down so that you yep. can harness your chi energy and whatnot to, to heal or to put it wherever you need it to be. And so that's something that's been interesting too, is I have my uh, rehabilitated intuitives who have mm -hmm. gone through that season where they weren't feeling anything mm -hmm. and then they start you know getting those answers again they almost yeah. don't trust themselves so it's like they've gone back to kindergarten i'm like you've been through this before you know you, mm -hmm. you know you can trust this and it's like building a muscle you know if you haven't been to the gym Absolutely. for a while you start you start with the five pound weights again and not mm -hmm. the 20 pounds <laughs> yeah Oh, thank you, Auntie Coco, for the $5 super chat. She said, thank you, love and light. And the same back to each and every one of you. So thank you. And that's what, that's why we like, I know a lot of you haven't been to my show before. I try to involve you because I, you know what? And I said this to Nicole, I think it was today, is um, when I'm at a live with somebody, and don't get me wrong, if the comments are flying by or if it's on slow mode and you still can't read anything, I, of course, nobody's going to be able to read all the comments. But, you know, there'll be somebody with a really great guest and I'm like really drawn in and I've got a question I want to ask them, say like the one you just asked, Auntie Coco. And don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting there because I assume I'm like 
get to my question, I matter. I don't mean that. It's just that, you know, you ask it, but you notice that the host never looks at the comments or ever, 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 like you support them, right? Then after a while, it's like, geez, I, 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 I love this person and I love their guests, but I kind of want to interact. So I appreciate that you're here. So thank you. I know you're a lot of you are Nicole's people and the other people that are here. If you're listening, I do want to remind you, if you're just tuning in, you are listening live to the Angel Rock on 105.3 out of New Orleans, Louisiana. And if you want to join in the conversation, you can uh, go over either two as well, because I did, was going to say it, and I just realized I haven't, to Guiding Echoes, that is Nicole Antoinette's, uh, my guest tonight, her YouTube channel, or you can come over to our main UPRN channel, which is under UFO Paranormal Radio, and we will also see the comments under the Facebook page under UFO Paranormal Radio as well, because we like your comments, right, Nicole? Absolutely. You know what I'm kind of feeling like I want to ask about, because we sort of touched on it a bit today, angels, because you connect quite a bit with angels. And that's why my show is called one of the reasons why it's called the Angel Rock. So let's talk about them a little bit. Let's talk about mm. them. So, so I love working actually with my team of angels. And that means that I actually prefer them. I don't know if you guys can hear the plane or not. Sorry, it's pretty loud. Um, I, I prefer to work with my team of angels over working with archangels. You know, archangels are kind of the rock stars of the angel world. They are. And yeah. And for good reason. I mean, they're mentioned in holy texts. We feel as if we know a little bit more about them because there's something written about them. But we each have our own personal team of angels Absolutely. and we can lean into them. We can work with them. And they're by our sides 24 seven. Absolutely. And, yeah. And I love, I absolutely love working with my angels and getting to know, know them. They all, they have a wide variety of personalities. Like I have one angel by the name of Logos, him and I don't really interact that much anymore. Um, but he's very assertive to the point of being rude. And uh -huh. <laughs> And I, you know, he already knows this. I, for a long time, I didn't particularly care for him because he was just so gruff and assertive and to the point. And so one day I was like, you know, can you use some bedside manners? Can you, can you practice a little bit of compassion? You know, so he tried, God bless him. He tried. Um, but when he hit, when he comes in, he's very, he's, he's got this very grounding, tough, masculine warrior energy. And I'm mm -hmm. like, you know what? I don't even want to mess with this guy. <laughs> like, I would not want to be mm -hmm. on the wrong side of, uh, of his temper. Like I wouldn't mm -hmm. want him mad at me because he is very, very protective. And, and we all have that type of angel or angels around us. And mm -hmm. it's interesting to me that so many people bypass their own angels and they start working with Michael or Raphael or Chamuel or whoever. And that's good. I mean, that's fine, but you have your own team and mm -hmm. they, you made an agreement with them before you incarnated here that they would be your team. And mm -hmm your energy is blended with them actually more than it is with the archangels. So, um, yeah, so I prefer working with, with, with my team. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, too, I think you made up a really important point here because I, there's one of the things that I usually say is whether you believe in angels or not, they believe in you as well as your mm -hmm. guides. They have been with you since you took your first breath, including part of your agreements. We are all here for a reason. We've incarnated into this lifetime. Uh, for a reason. 
And when we take our last breath, somebody that we recognize, lots of times there's angels as well, but archangels are not the only angels, nor are archangels only the ones that we are familiar with. The numbers are infinite and we have different angels and different amounts of angels that come in at different periods in our life. We have a medical team from the other side you can call in. And I work with them because I do quite a bit of healing work. I think that I was even doing that as a nurse when I was working. Um, I've hurt my back, so I'm still very active and stay on top of the way of what's going on or try to in medicine. But um, yeah, and I'm actually, I'm going to share this right here. I don't think I've ever even told you this, Nicole. I'm writing three books. And one of them will be our journey with autism. They all connect, believe it or not. And they're all going to be sort of help, helping guides for people that are going through experiences like this. I'm very well uh, versed in the paranormal. That's how my introduction never went looking for. But that's my introduction to my reawakening of my gifts as my adult many years ago, or as an adult. And then the last one, I am uh, collecting stories from mostly nurses because I work quite a bit in palliative care um, in the community, but collecting stories from nurses of the incredible, amazing, phenomenal things we have witnessed as nurses, especially at the end of life. And I have some incredible stories from people already. So yeah, but you know what? Angels, so cool. I do want to give a huge shout out to Debbie A. Anderson, Vibrational Energy. Please check her out on here daily, uh, 11 p.m. Eastern or 11 p.m., 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. She does a quick 10 minutes. It's called Spiritual Breadcrumbs. It's amazing. She's here on YouTube. So check it out. She's here. Um, did you I didn't know if you want to add anything to that, Nicole, because I see somebody else has an interesting question. Uh, no, I'm good. Okay, so again, and people, I'm not just picking out one person. If you got questions, throw them in here. That's what we're here about, right? I love to teach, you love to teach, and it's it's. I think it's a great thing to ask questions. So Auntie Coco says, what's the difference between working with your angel and working with your spirit guide? Because I feel I can't differentiate some of them uh, sometimes. I'll let you have that one, and then, because I went first on the last one, you go ahead, and then I'll add anything. <laughs> Um, so your angel, so your spirit guide, spirit guide is a very general term okay. and technically your angel is a spirit guide because it is a being in spirit who mm -hmm. guides you, who protects you, who assists you in some way. So mm -hmm. I don't know that it's all that necessary to know the difference between your angels and the other forms of spirit guides. I mm -hmm. think the thing that's most important is that you trust the beings that you're working with, that they've proven they're trustworthy, that they have that light and love energy. And then mm -hmm. of course they're guiding you towards things that are ethical and positive and not leading you towards any type of path that's self-destructing uh, self or sabotaging mm -hmm. towards other people. And so I think that's the main thing you want to look at is just like, what are, what are the intentions of the guy? The thing I'm most concerned about with people is when a guide comes in and starts telling people some very weird things that makes them go cuckoo, or they're telling them to do, um, you know, to do weird things to themselves or to other people. 
And um, that's that's something that has always had me concerned because I'll ha- I'll get clients once in a while and they'll say, oh, yeah, my spirit guide is so uh, great. But he told me this or she said this and I'm just on the other end of the phone like, what? Are you sure that's a spirit guide? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, the truth is any spirit can call itself a guide. Mm-hmm. Any spirit can call itself a guide and not all, not all spirits on the other side are light and love. So that's really what you want to be more mindful of. And as you continue to work with your guides and you are able to differentiate just between them, then as you get to build a relationship with them, they'll probably tell you whether they're an angel or not, or they'll let you know if maybe they were um, human at some point in time, or if they're from some other dimensional space so the way to know is just to continue to work with them and build a relationship with them and ask them. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you. Yeah, they have no reason to lie to you. And um, for myself, and it's just me, um, I've never really been hung up on the name. I've done kind of done exactly what you suggested, that it was more about how they felt to me, yeah. what they've communicated to me. Like at the beginning of the show when I had said that, I don't hear voices in my head for myself. I've talked to people who they hear a different voice, every guide or, or angel they connect with, with whatever. I know the difference by the way, the wording I hear and it's not the way I speak. And it's always comes through with love and light. One of my guides, uh, somebody actually told me her name, um, very good friend of mine. And I just call her the naggy spirit guide most lovingly you've heard me say it because she'll argue with me in my head like i'll say i'm not gonna do that and she'll say no i think you should and then she won't tell me what to do even should is a strong word but she'll just keep gently prodding and reminding me about something reminding me about something and um the beautiful thing is they never will tell you what to do so i've gotten used to what the energy feels like and what I, how the wording is that I hear and it's within the mind's eye. That's the best way to explain. I'm not hearing and everybody is different. How you connect. I always say how some people come in, maybe a natural born leader, or maybe they're an athlete or a musician. It's, I feel it's kind of the same way with our spiritual gifts. Don't you like there's one we can access and learn about all of them in a whole world. We can learn for a whole lifetime. I always think this world is, oh my gosh, it's infinitesimal compared to what we experience in the everyday life. I consider myself a lifelong learner. But yeah, you can learn to be good at things. But there's always one I feel like we're really, really like that we master it, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's just it's I don't the world that we live in is so adventurous, even if we don't want it to be. (laughs) And, (laughs) And um. Yeah. And, and when you were saying you have a a spirit that gently nags you, like I have one that, that will do that too. Like there was a, uh, there was a, a intuitive nudge that I got today on some action that I could take towards something. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really sure if I wanted to take that action. So the voice in my head was like, well, how badly do you want X, Y, Z? And it's like, fine. (laughs) 
I'll do yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be that would be it. I want to read Mark's um, comment because I think that's really important. And you said something I was I, I regardless whether I know somebody or not, I go to their pages, I do my research. And um, there were a few things that you happened to say that I, I'm trying to call them off the top of my head here that I often say. And one of them is that you hear people that say being an empath is a curse. And I always say it's a superpower. And I heard you say that. And yeah. I sort of, that's why I wanted to get to this very quickly. But I realized I didn't quite finish that thought as I was rambling. I don't, I'm not hung up on the name. Was I in the beginning? Oh, heck yes. What is my third eye going to open? What are the names of my guides? What are the right. names of my angels? And I don't say that negatively any judgment in any way or facetiously. I think we all go through that. But as I learned to trust at what I was feeling and what I was hearing for myself, I realized actually spirit, I'm very visual. They gave me a picture and, and it, was, it may just be unique to me, but they showed me on the other side that what it is, they don't use names. They, right. It's a human thing. They showed us all as little pinpricks of light, but those of, that are, say, awakening to their gifts or their spirituality or what, we kind of look like those motel signs in the movies when they're driving along a dark highway and it's vacancy, no vacancy kind of thing. Yeah. So what they showed me, speaking about the energy, is it's not only angels and guides that can see that that motel sign flashing in the dark, if you will. So I was so glad that you brought up about some of the ways to be able to differentiate. So for myself, I suddenly learned to realize that I, and it takes time, it takes time to go by feeling. And, mm -hmm. and I'm going to say I had a crash course because I lived in an extremely haunted, haunted house. So it was very easy to tell the difference between negativity and positivity. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very easy to tell the difference. <laughs> mm -hmm. It just feels so icky. Oh, oh, oh. It does. Oh, it feels yeah. icky. Mm -hmm. So Mark says, I'm an empath and not found of being around negative or not fond, I think he meant, okay, of being around negative people because they really drain me. But I love helping people when they're suffering and are going through some bad stuff. I will let you go first. You're my guest. I know you're going to be able to help a lot with that. And I'll add a little bit at the end of it, Nicole. All right. Mm -hmm. So first of all, Mark, I think it's beautiful that you love to help people. Mm -hmm. And I think that the thing to keep in mind is this. There are people who are suffering because they love their stories of suffering. Oh, and they're yes. so in love with their stories of suffering that they actually don't want to get better. Yeah. But they'll say that they do. They'll say that because that's what that's what you're supposed to want, right? You're supposed to want to feel better. But there mm -hmm. are people out there who love the attention that they get from being sick or mm -hmm. being a hot mess. There mm -hmm. are people who thrive on receiving the pity. And it becomes the their story. It does. It mm -hmm. and, and it's how they end up using their whole life force because mm -hmm. they like that pity. And they learn that if they can get pity from people, they can get more attention. They can maybe get people to cook for them. They can get babied for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it is really important to, first of all, pay attention to the feelings that you get around someone, you know, to pay attention to that. 
Um, not every negative person wants to be healed. Negative people on general don't want to get better. If they did, they'd be putting the work in and you'd be seeing some difference. It may happen slowly. You know, we mm -hmm. don't change overnight, but there would be some growth there and you'd be feeling something. You'd be mm -hmm. feeling something different from them. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the things that I think is important to keep in mind is that if you're, if someone around you is draining your energy, then there's one of two things happening. One is that they are someone who loves playing on the pity and whatnot of other people. The second could be that they're so into their trauma mind, their survival mind, that they don't realize that they're grabbing for the lifeboat and sinking it down and dragging it down. You know, when one of the things that lifeguards are taught is that when they go into the ocean to save someone or help someone, that person's flailing around, they have to tell them, calm down, I'm trying to help you. And if that person doesn't calm down, if they keep flailing about, the lifeguard at some point may have to let go so that that person doesn't take the lifeguard down with them. And that's how it can be with different healers and with impacts is that if someone else is creating this chaos in their own life, it doesn't matter how much you love them or how much you want to help them. If they are responsible for their own chaos and they're making a huge mess, you have to let them go. So there was this great quote that I read a couple days ago and it said, as a giver, you have to learn how to set boundaries because takers don't have any. I saw that and I love I think I saved it. That's a good I, one. I loved what you said there. The one I the one thing I would love to add to that is absolutely pay attention. Pay attention. We all know I use the example of and I can't remember what show it's from. And when I'm talking to people, say about your aura or your energy field, and people some people that maybe haven't heard that term before think it's crazy in this tv show in particular it was two gentlemen that did not know each other very well and one was right in the other guy's face and the other guy backed up and went dude personal space right we know this depending on the level of intimacy we have with another human being or animal because i'd love if you're good with that nicole to to talk about that too especially because I, I think what the main thing is is just because we're dealing with something that we can't see necessarily, we still have the right to put up boundaries. So yes. say you've got spirits coming all the time or you're feeling energy around you. I am a huge one about protecting your energy. I have a video, I was telling Nicole this, so I think when we first met, I have two videos I share on my YouTube channel all the time. One is called How to Create a Love Shield. And I feel because we have nothing to fear, we have to be cognizant and we have to have boundaries. I also feel that love is one of the most powerful emotions that we have. And somebody has always loved somebody or someone in their life. So you we usually know what love feels like, right? And it's a great mm -hmm. place to come from. I always say the video takes longer to explain than it does to do because I like to walk you through while I'm doing it to create it while we're doing it together rather than us watching a video and going, what was step seven again? What did she say? So you know because you've created it. 
The mm-hmm. other thing is to be very grounded. I think that's so important because as human beings, we get stressed. Um, I could go on and on about grounding, right? And there's so many ways to do it. It's been around for thousands of years. There was this documentary, I don't know if you've seen it a couple of years ago, Nicole, it was called Earthing. And it was celebrated like it was this incredible healing new technique. It's been around forever and ever. And it's basically taking your shoes and socks off and getting your your feet on the ground because we're meant to be walking that way. So I love what Nicole said uh, to you about that. Um, sorry, I'm going back to your comment here. We've got quite a few names, Mark. And I love that you help people too. But again, I think, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. I don't think we ever talked about this, Nicole, but I think it's so important when we're working within the spiritual realm to be able to protect our energy, call in our angel team. Um, we can set up things like, um, I, I, it was called a gatekeeper with one of my my mentors, if you will, we can ask yeah. one of our guides if there's something you don't want to deal with or it's becoming too much, You can you can do that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, uh, so I had this interesting experience a few years ago where mm-hmm. I kept getting psychic hits on things that didn't involve me, didn't involve my friends, psychic hits that I could literally, I could not influence in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. So it didn't make sense to me as to why I was getting these psychic hits. And what I learned, it's like with when you're psychic, when you have that ability, you're an antenna. And so all this energy is going mm-hmm. past the antenna and your antenna just starts picking up random things. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that I tuned into was uh, the Boston Marathon bombing. Oh, wow. Uh, the day mm-hmm. before that happened, all of a sudden in my mind's eye, I saw an explosion. And I kind of laughed at it like, that's random. That's weird because I didn't know what it meant. And then the next day, you know, that that explosion happened and it was like, holy crap, like what the heck is that about? And things like that kept happening where I was having like synchronicities or I was having foresight of things that, that you know, like I said, I couldn't stop. And, and there was no other context. So I didn't understand what the message was. And then a few days later, mm-hmm. you know, something would happen, be like, Oh, that's why I thought of this. And that's why I got that vision or whatever. But it was also frustrating because it's like, you know, you're going about your day you're, and then this, this thought invades your mm-hmm. mind and you're like, what am I supposed to do with that? So I finally spoke to my guides and my higher self and my own intuition. I was like, listen, if it's not helpful, I don't want it. I don't need to see it. I don't need to hear yeah. it. Excuse me. And so mm-hmm. as all this information would come in, if it didn't, if, and again, that, that was kind of my thing. If it doesn't affect me, if it doesn't affect my friends, if it's not going to affect anyone in my guiding echoes community or other communities, I don't, I don't want it. I don't need to hear about it. <laughs> if there's nothing or if you can't do anything it. about it, like you exactly. said, you can't do anything about it. Can't do anything mm-hmm. about it. So mm-hmm. when I'd start to get those hits on certain things, I would almost close it down immediately and be like, nope, not helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> not helpful. And so eventually I think that they started to uh, catch those thoughts and whatnot before they got to me because that doesn't happen anymore. Thank God. Yeah. But. So I've had so many people ask myself that I wanted to build on that a little bit. I've had so many people ask me, well, can I do this or can I do that? And I, what I say to them is, if you're coming from a good space of love and light, um, it involves yourself and it involves your guides. 
the sky it's a limit like when i talked yeah. about for example the love love, love shield well the, how often do i have to do it like when do i have to do it and that's 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 a good question how long do you want it to run for ask your gut yeah. they're here they're here to help you succeed and have the most incredibly abundant wonderful life that is why they are here to help you and guide you they can't tell you what to do they can work more closely with you but there there was a comment here i saw your comment zach years ago i imagine robin williams in my mind uh, while at work a day later is when he died and um, that's sad but i know zach you have had some incredible experiences with a mutual friend of ours kind of psychically past life things it's but that's what happens right we all yeah. kind of find our people we're kind of meant to be around and and work with now ashley had said i i have used my gifts to find items and bring them back to me after a lot of prayer and practice my wallet i lost last week i knew it was coming back to me and it did I love to hear that. But there was one thing I did want to add next, um, Nicole. Um, she said, recently I have been communicating with animals on the other side and it's getting overwhelming. I'm so glad that you're you're doing that. That's a real interest I know for myself. Well, we were talking, we both love animals. And she says, they are near me daily and I consistently have to ask them to move on. Not sure about what to do next. And Nicole is my guest. I shouldn't have jumped in there the first time. I was so excited. Oh, it's about fine. This you can you can jump in as often as no, you, you want. Go ahead. I think this, yeah, in fact, you know, you can take this question. I will then. Okay. <laughs> so this is a comment. Um, this is a conversation I've had with quite a few people that I work with because this happens a lot. And again, in lifetime, right here, regular every day right? You put your eight hours in at work, or maybe it's four hours, maybe it's an hour, it doesn't matter what it is, right? Once you're off the clock in your home, you are off the clock. Now, if we're constantly called you and kept saying, you got to come in, you got to come in, I need this, I need this, and they're calling you all the time, or they're doing whatever they are doing, they're making your life miserable. You by rights do have the ability to say no, again, about boundaries. So one of the suggestions I use and don't get me wrong, I, I can literally hear, well, yeah, I might get fired, I might, whatever. We're not even going to go there with that. Just by design, we're going to say they, they really don't have the right to be doing this in a perfect world. But there's a reason why I said it that way. Because what I have found with spirit, and we've seen some people say on TV shows and whatever, that I can't go out for dinner, I can't go anywhere, spirit's everywhere, I got to eat, I got to blah, blah, blah. That really could be their life. It's not my job to judge. But... We have the ability to say to whomever we are working with, or if there are human spirits coming through, or people on the other side with a message for their loved ones or animals, is whenever I, I took it off because you hear it on my microphone, I wear this all the time. I wear this necklace, for example, uh, I'm open for business, or this ring, or I like this candle, whatever it may be, you get to pick it. But when it's done, I'm off the clock, okay? And, and you can do that. There may be really pushy spirits that, that try to do that, but you have the, you can say no, or ask for some assistance with your guides. But again, it's about boundaries. I understand that in the beginning, we're trying to figure all this out. So this is something to be able to work on. Right. But I found for myself anyways, the people that I've worked with that once they set those boundaries up, that usually not always i have people I have somebody in the chat here i'm not going to call them out that they have 
put their boundaries up. They're an incredible medium and they still have spirits. I work with her quite closely actually. And in the beginning, one was very, 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 very persistent. Um, and again, she had to be very, very persistent back. But on the whole, starting with that, that would be something to try with them and even letting them know because a lot of people get woken up during the night too and saying, hey, I, I really need my sleep. Uh, my guides, could you help me with this? I, I, you know, I need some rest. I'd love to hear your thoughts because you do mediumship as well as I do, um, Nicole. So go ahead. I know I can, I can feel it. She's got a great suggestion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I think that's, I think, I think that everything you said is perfect. You know, mm -hmm. you want to put up those boundaries for that because you don't want to be bombarded by animal spirits, any type of spirits, really, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. it, it is distracting. Even if they are in spirit, they're still in your head. That's the mm -hmm. thing. They're still on your head and your mind and your heart are the most important commodities that you have. And so when things are invading your mind, that is very distracting. And it's not good for your health. And so being able to set those boundaries and let them know directly that you're off the clock or ask your guides and angels to, you know, kind of, um, I want to say organize spirits as they're coming to you so you can give your guys and your angels your open hours and let them know when you're open to business, closed to bu for business. Let them know what you will accept and what type of spirits you don't want near you and let them funnel them through. Let them organize and let them bring them. Um, the other thing real quick that I was going to say, what was I going to say? Um, one of the things that I've, done and this helps a lot is you can ask your angels to gently guide these animals or spirits to where they're supposed to be and that's actually part of my um daily routine my morning routine is when i pray in the morning and i'm praying for protection um, i'll say if there's any energies or entities that aren't supposed to be here you know, and this is me talking to my mm -hmm. angels, uh, please gently guide them to where they're supposed to be. And mm -hmm. we say gently so that the spirit or entity hearing me say this prayer doesn't yes. get offended, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm not kicking them out and be like, get out in the cold. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Clean house. So I'm asking them, you know, please gently guide them, you know, mm -hmm. which is my way of saying, be compassionate, be kind, gently, lovingly guide them to where they're supposed to be. So mm -hmm. if you start your morning and you set that intention from the very beginning, you may not have any issues because mm -hmm. you've already given that task to your angels and they're mm -hmm. open for it. And plus angels, for the most part, they, they don't usually interact and intercede unless we ask them to. Yes. So we have to keep that communication going with them on a daily basis. I want to read it. I, thanks, Nicole. That was amazing. And I love what you, you had to say. I agree 100%. Now, uh, Davey said, yes, after years of working as a medium, the other side just instinctively knows my availability. So that helps a lot. Great show, hon. Love, Nicole. So that was so great. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here, sweetheart. It's a, a friend of mine. So I'm so glad he's here. He's an amazing medium. <laughs> amazing. An animal communicator. Um, this is an interesting, I, I hope we didn't plan what we were going to do. And I should share with you guys as my show, what I do is I connect with spirit before the show. And I always say, okay, where are we going with this? 
And I don't know, I think we've got some great questions here, don't you, Nicole? Oh, yeah, we always get great questions. Yeah, because this is an interesting question from Tanya. She said, I've seen a fur family member pass away in my dreams prior to her passing. This was in 2008, and then she passed in 2009. What kind of gift is that? Well, I would say that's that's a psychic gift. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, if, if we want to go old school, we could call it prophecy. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people who have incredible dreams. And I, I feel like uh, I feel like if you get messages in your dreams, I feel like that's a form of clairvoyance. I do. Um, yeah. So if you're if you're able to dream the future and especially if it's happening consistently, that's 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 a type of clairvoyancy for sure. Mm -hmm. I just had a lady on and her name has completely um, slipped my mind. I will put it in the description for the show and I'll share it with Nicole so you can see this. Now, she was raised in a household where psychic abilities and what have you, like she said, it was normal. She grew up in the UK and she's quite well known over there. I'm kicking myself. I can't remember her name off the top of my head and she's lovely. But what she was talking about and she'd written a book about all the information our dreams will give us. And the only person, because a lot of people like to come to someone like myself or Nicole or somebody that does that kind of work specifically to analyze someone's dreams. Our dreams come from our subconscious, from our higher self, which knows all the answers, believe it or not. So the only person that's really going to be able to best interpret this interpret it is yourself now i am right in my own bedroom i'm going to show you this so you guys know i'm telling you the truth i keep yeah, because we all thought you were lying so i'm glad you're showing us proof yes yes <laughs> well they don't know me um this is okay i have this by my bedside i have a pen i have crystals i have all kinds of crazy well it's not crazy i love all of it stuff so i want my my sleeping space to be a wonderful place where it's got good energy and what have you so that's why i have it but I keep this at my bedside. I have another couple notebooks down there with pens because sometimes spirit will wake me up and tell me this is urgent. I need you to write it down because I'm working on a few things with a couple other clairvoyant mediums right now um, that we're getting some very interesting information that we're not necessarily asking for, but it's coming in bits and pieces. But the other reason why is before our heat, our feet hit the ground to run to the bathroom or whatever we do, we're in that sweet spot, if you will. We're not quite awake, but we're not quite asleep. Same thing when we fall asleep. A lot of information can come through then, but I always find by the time, not everybody it happens to, but by the time our feet hit the ground and we go grab our coffee or whatever we do, we forget about 75% or sometimes more of the information that's come through. Mm -hmm. So I just grab a pen and I just, make notes quit jot 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 but the longer we do it we may see some patterns we may see see information like what you were um mentioning tanya it could be a whole bunch of things like that so the patterns start to evolve that's what this lady was talking about with with her book and all the messages that we get and i don't know about you too uh nicole i'm sure you're going to agree with this that especially when we've lost something especially like a loved one or um you know a fur baby pet you know we're it's natural to grieve which is going to lower our vibrational energy and sometimes it makes it more difficult maybe for the loved one to connect they're there they're sending us signs they're sending us all kinds of things it's a natural phenomena we go as 
through as humans. And there's yeah. no timetable, it's individual. But my whole point of saying that is, the easiest way for, the, for them to reach us is through our dreams, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. and the reason for that is because your conscious mind is open, open. Yep. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, that, that part of your mind that likes to question everything is, is shut down for the evening, you know, for the night while you're sleeping. And so now your subconscious mind and your, and your, um, higher conscious mind are open. And so it's so much easier for those messages to get through. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if that would, if, if that's something that resonates with you when you're hearing that, try it, try it for a week or maybe, you know, a couple nights, it usually takes longer than a couple nights. So, cause we dream about different things and we have so many different dreams, yeah. but yeah, just jot it down like a word or whatever. And then when you go back, you might really, you might recognize that maybe you are getting a lot more information in your dreams than you ever thought you were. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. So David says, Nicole and Laura Lee, he says, does this ever happen to you? Roadkill sometimes reaches out after I say a prayer for them if I drive by. I've I've never had that happen. I have not had that happen. But what I am hearing from spirit is, and we see this, I've seen this with working, and I know you've worked with the paranormal as well too, Nicole, that if somebody passes away very quickly or very tragically a lot, sometimes they don't realize that they passed right. and it's terrifying for them. I've worked with quite a few spirits like that. Um, and think about it. You're going along in your everyday life. You think you're fine. And all of a sudden, nobody can hear you. Nobody, you can't communicate with everybody, but everything looks normal. You go back to your regular house, strangers are moving in. That's a whole different show. But you can see why not everything is like they like to show on TV that it's demonic, right? What would you do if you didn't realize you passed away? and uh somebody's moving in your house and then they start ripping it apart to renovate and they've gotten rid of all your stuff right <laughs> so with yeah. the road what i'm talking about with the animals on the side of the road maybe they haven't realized they've passed maybe they realize they can communicate with you david so you have the option maybe they need some help i believe animals cross over into the other side whatever you want to call it i call it home um so maybe they need some help that would be my thoughts. Maybe they need some help crossing over. Could be. Mm-hmm. And then he also just said, I always say a prayer to thank them for coming here. And they always I reply with it. gratitude. So uh, that's me. I didn't even see that yet. That's so awesome. Mark from England was here and he said, great show. I know I saw that he said that. And he said, thank you. He had to run. I know it's late over there, Mark. So thanks for tuning in. Um did you see anything that lit up for you here or why don't we talk about your this goes by too quick you guys so you're going to see nicole and i do things a lot more often we've already planned to be on each other's shows uh before the end of the year and uh i won't say anything else but you will i'm sure you're going to see a lot more of us together but let's talk about your podcast because i have some of people that tune in regularly here and you're newer to our network i'm so grateful you've come so let's talk about some of that and we can get back to a few more questions maybe 
All right. Uh, so the guiding echoes. Uh, so so guiding echoes. Like I said, already mentioned, it's it's the ten year anniversary this right. month. I believe the official date is. I think it's the twenty first. I can't quite remember. Mm -hmm. double Happy off. anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> and it's been through, it's been through quite an evolution since it mm -hmm. first started. Because when it first started, I was just doing tarot. Mm -hmm. And through tarot, my mediumship abilities opened up. And then I learned Reiki, which really seemed to put my mediumship abilities on steroids. They went through a dark night of the soul sort of thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then mediumship and everything opened up again, but it started changing. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's one of the things that's really interesting about the spiritual journey is there's so much evolution in it. There's mm -hmm. so much evolution. So you'll never be in one place. And one of the things that's interesting, and Laura Lee, you can tell me if you've experienced this too. It's like almost, it feels like once I get a handle on a certain ability. <laughs> Like yeah. I'm like, okay, I trust this. I know that it changes. It changes, it evolves. Yeah. And I you must you must have been reading my mind because mediumship is one of my newer gifts. And I'll quick share very, very quickly what happened. I always say I've been incredibly blessed in my nursing career to be there hundreds of times at the beginning of life being a NICU nurse. I then worked, started working out in the community and a lot of the bulk of my work, there were many other things, but I did palliative care, end of life care. And I would go out into homes at the middle of the night or whenever to be there. And I feel so deeply honored that a family and and my my patient wanted me to be there as they transition from this lifetime and I'll say across the veil and trying to be respectful whatever people wish to call it um and <laughs> excuse me <coughs> I'm coughing away here I got a tickle in my throat so I had a very unusual thing happen to me I worked in the NICU and I had a set of twins with this mom I didn't have them they were her babies obviously they were born at 28 weeks a little boy and a little girl the little boy we used to always pray for little girls to be born because little boys at that when that happens are much more fragile and he had so many complications when I went out into the community he was on my caseload he had had cerebral palsy and really required a lot of care and he was very stable I used to run an area so I transitioned him to this wonderful uh, registered nursing assistant it was called at the time and we worked closely together but she was the one that would go in every day anyways I hurt my back long story short it had to be probably 10 years later and I happened to be out shopping at Christmas I ran into his mom and she hugged me because we always got along great and I just I loved, I, I loved all my patients. I love being a nurse. And as I hugged her, I heard, and I'm probably going to start to cry, and I'm not an easy, I'm don't, I don't cry easily, but I heard, tell my mommy I love her. And, yeah. And I didn't say anything. I just kind of stiffened up, like, where did that come from? And then she told me that he had passed away a couple months before. Yeah. God, I hate this. I never cry on my show. And I've got goosebumps again. And I got them too. <laughs> and I just said to his mom, I said, you're not going to believe this. I said, I, I, I already know. I said, I want to tell you something. And I don't even know why I said it because I've never had that experience before. I literally just heard tell my mommy I love her. So we had this wonderful, beautiful exchange. And then that weekend, 
I don't even know how they got my number. A patient I had talked to in 10 years called me and it told me that their husband passed away and a few things, messages started coming through and I realized, holy cow, I always take something that happens in a very short period of time as a sign from spirit that that needs further investigation, right? Yeah. We do. And so that's how it kind of opened up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, sorry, we didn't get on your podcast, but Nicole and I do this. We talk about a million different things at the same time. So tell people, what do you do with your podcast? You well, actually, before that, I wanted to talk about an experience I had that was similar, oh, but different do. to yours. Yeah. Please so, do. Um, so a few years ago, uh, when I was living in um, Corona, California, mm-hmm. there uh, was this woman that I used to pass every time I went on my morning walks and sometimes okay. on afternoon walks. It was weird because it was like she was always there when I was there. And uh, her and I struck up a friendship. And she had a son. I think he was 20 or 21. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'd see him on the mm-hmm. walks too. And yeah. uh, we both had dogs. So our dogs got along and they played yeah. with each other while we were talking. So formed a nice friendship with this woman. One day I'm going for a walk and she was clearly very sad. And so she comes up and she talked to me like all the life was gone from her eyes. Like Aww. something was clearly wrong. And she had told us that her son had been in an accident. Oh my gosh. um, It had just been a few days ago. It was just a few Mm -hmm. days ago. And so she was saying that she just felt so lost. And so she's still going for her walks, but she still can't believe it. Like she's still, she's still waiting for her son to come home. Mm -hmm. And so when she told me this, um, you know, of course I hugged her and told her I was so sorry and continue. And then, you know, later on went on my walk. And while I was walking, her son and spirit start talking to me and said, can you oh. tell my mom I'm here? Can you tell her I'm here? Well, the problem is that I was in a relationship with a man. This, he was a malignant narcissist, basically a sociopath. And he didn't believe in all the stuff that I did. And if I ever, when I did mediumship in front of him, he would get so mad at me, like so mad. I would get yelled at and called names. Like it was horrible. So I always had to keep my, my gifts as much as possible under wraps around him. Like he was okay with tarot, but he did not like me doing mediumship at all. And so, um, the son asked me if I could get a card for his mom for mother's day and fill out the card. And I was like, I can't do that. I don't know how she'll accept it. Like I just, I, that, that can't, I can't do that. I'm so sorry. And, um, he kept one and for days he kept asking me to talk to his mom on his behalf. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't, I don't know how she'll take it. You know, I, mm-hmm. I just, I can't. And so finally I was like, all right, look, I promise I'll talk to her, but you have to give me some time and help me figure it out. Well, a few months later, I ended up getting out of that, uh, that relationship with that man and I ended up moving out, moving out of the city, eventually moved out of state. And um, two years later, I ended up moving back to that same city, that same neighborhood in Corona and went for a walk at that neighborhood. Now, I didn't I went, went for a walk in that neighborhood at that same park. Didn't see this woman there and um, ended up walking back home, but turned on the wrong street. So as I'm walking down the street, there's this woman outside on her yard and she stops and she looks at me and she's like, Nicole. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So she's like, Oh my gosh, where have you been? How are you? You know? So she hugged me and we start talking and 
you know, she was talking about how she was still incredibly depressed. And so um, we start talking and then she's like, um, and she's like, so I know something about you now. And I'm like, well, what's that? And she's like, uh, and she's like, about a year ago, a friend of mine sent me a video and said, here, you need to watch this. What was the what happens when you die video that I had made on my YouTube channel? Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know this girl. So she was telling me how much those videos had helped her. And of course, her son came by and, you know, in spirit, so I was able to talk to her a little bit. So like I kept my promise, you know, but it, was, but it seemed like such a divine thing that, you know, I mean, I, I've known this neighborhood, like the back of my hand, I've walked it all the time for me to walk home and take the wrong street and run into her like that was that was completely divine. And I still don't understand how I even went down the wrong street. I still don't even understand how that happened. I don't remember going down the wrong street, but um, after I'd been walking there for wow. a while, I'm like, none of this looks familiar. Where am I? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I think the universe somehow plucked me up and put me over there, but um, but it was really interesting. And so uh, I remember talking to a friend of mine about that, and and she was like, you know, you made a promise to spirit, and they made sure you kept it. Maybe the reason you had to go back to that town was mm -hmm. just for that and mm -hmm. that could very much have been it mm -hmm. but you know what and again we were talking about this earlier in this show that as human beings you want to try and figure things out and when it happens and we see the results of how things have played out when we look back how we never in a million years would have saw it coming you wouldn't have saw that coming like you said you no. lived there how did you end up on this street yeah right mm -hmm. yep Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had weird Twilight Zone type things happen like that to me quite a bit where I'm like, how did I end up here? Like, I know I took the right street. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had something like that happen today. Uh, an error I made. Remember with the scheduling I shared oh, with yes, you? Yes, yes, and yes. I never do that. I had done it once. And I kept saying to myself, how could you do that? Like, like you don't do stuff like that. Because I did have a guest book for tonight. She's coming next week. But um, I thought, oh, my goodness, I've never really talked to her. Like, what will she think? And I kept hearing spirits say, she's going to be okay with it. It's just what she needs. So I messaged her. And she didn't want to message me and tell me that she had a conference today. And she was so worried that she wasn't going to make my show in time. Meanwhile, it was a different guest that's been on my show before. I hope this isn't too confusing. I won't go on too long about it. But she had messaged me. She's not feeling well. So if you can send her healing or anybody that is not feeling well, and all you have to do is think healing and send them love. You know what? You can do that for anybody. You don't have to have any special abilities. And I send that out to anybody that needs it, that hears this, or maybe somebody extended through who's listening. Um, anyways, she had messaged me yesterday and said, I can't be on your show meeting today. So instead of me not looking at the calendar, I figured she had the right date and it wasn't the right date. We, it was a big screw up, long story short, okay? I contacted this lovely lady and she didn't want to contact me and say, oh my goodness, I don't know if I'm going to be on time. I might be late, whatever. What am I going to do? What I'm trying to say is spirit made it all work out. 
right? Like you ending up yep. on the wrong street, me. Yep. And I'd already, ta- I was talking to Michelle last night. They go, hey, you want to hang out with me tomorrow night? Thinking I was just going to have a hangout by myself. It worked out exactly the way it was meant to work out is what I'm saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun when things like that happen. And it's, it's funny how our ego, like you kept saying, I don't do things like that. And, I know. Like that. and that was totally just like the ego. Cause there's no, there's, it's, it's uh-huh. so funny how, I think those of us who are sensitive will make like the smallest mistake, but mm-hmm. in our mind is like this huge thing. Yeah. Like, oh my mm-hmm. God, this person's going to think I'm a flake. They're never yeah. going to want to talk to yeah. me again. They're going to mm-hmm. tell everyone not to come onto my show. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. She's going to think she's never met me before. She doesn't even know who yeah. I am, that I probably do this all the time. Because we all have this inner dialogue and voice. And I swear we are worse to ourselves than we could be any, well, some people well, that's a different show. That's but what I mean, story. generally, most people would never talk to you the way our inner voice is. <laughs> Seriously, that's very true. Okay, so, so let's get on to your podcast because we're running out of time, girl. And I knew this was yeah. going to happen. We're already, we got about 25 minutes left. Okay. And I'd love, I want people to find you and listen to you and because you're awesome. So, so yeah, so the guiding echo, so guiding echoes at this point. Um, I don't consider it a, a show; it's a community. It's a community, and it is it is a community for yeah. people who are seeking spiritual guidance. And usually, those people are pretty intuitive themselves. And so, mm-hmm. uh, my goal with guiding echoes is to teach to teach people to accept, embrace, and enhance their own psychic abilities mm-hmm. in that order. <laughs> Because you have to accept your abilities before you can embrace them and you want to embrace them before you can enhance them. And the reason that this is so important to me is because I speak to numerous people from all over the world who know that they have some type of gift and some type of sixth sense. And sometimes they can put a name to it. Sometimes they can't, Mm -hmm. but they often live in family units or in communities where they feel unsafe talking about their abilities. And so they either want to shut them down or they're looking for a safe place to explore them and to express Mm -hmm. them. And so I'm not the place to go to if you want to shut them down. I'm the place to go to if you want to learn how to express express them and how to open them. One of the things that is fascinating though, is as you, as you learn to enhance your abilities, that gives you way more control over them, which means that you usually can shut them down. Mm -hmm. Uh, My gifts are almost always shut down unless I want them to be open. Now, of Mm -hmm. course there's exceptions to the rule where um, one of the things that's funny with me is I have synchronicities almost every day with weird little things. And those mm-hmm. are fun for me. So I don't mind those, you know, as, mm-hmm. a, as opposed to the Boston, you know, the, the Boston marathon bombing, yeah. I don't need to see things like that. Fun little, like, for example, oh my God, this was so weird. So, um, a few nights ago, I had a dream about log cabin syrup and I remember, Oh my gosh. Up, like, <laughs> why would I think about that? That is the most random, bizarre thing to do dream about i'm like man when did i even have that last i was probably a kid yeah two days later just two days later i walk out of my room look at the kitchen and there's two bottles of log cabin syrup there on the counter and i'm like what and so i looked at my roommate the person i'm staying with i'm like 
what's this? And she's like, oh, it's expired syrup. I had to take it out of the cupboard yesterday. She's like, I've had them longer than I should have. And I was telling her, she believes in this stuff. I'm like, I just had a dream about this, like, last night or night before or whatever it was. I think it was a couple nights before now mm -hmm. that I think about it. But, like, those type of things are so fun. And then um, even though Family Guy is a pretty offensive show, I actually think it's pretty funny. So I do oh, watch it. Oh, I think Family it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so funny. There's some jokes where I, I, I think they go too far, but I just kind of like bypass it because I love all the pop culture humor in there. Yeah. But uh, I have synchronicities with Family Guy almost all the time. It's oh, so there are tons if you dig. There are tons, actually, depending on who's observing it and interpreting it. But I'd love to hear, what do you mean you have synchronicities? People are going, how could you have synchronicities without one? I know it's it's the weirdest thing so um i had one just yesterday and can't even remember what it was but it'll be something like i'll be talking to a friend about a certain topic and then i'll watch family guy that night and they'll they'll be talking about that same thing or they'll make a joke wow. about that same thing it is so bizarre it happens almost all the time <laughs> i love it so you so whomever is working with you on your spiritual team knows you have a great sense of humor right they know you're gonna see it you're gonna pick up on it so there you go right synchronicities most of us have been doing this a while you usually say there are no coincidences right right I, mm -hmm. so yeah. i pay attention like i really believe that there's signs around us all the time how many people out there in the chat have gone on about um uh, numbers, numbers that you notice the clock, 111, oh, yeah. 11. No, but I'm sure there's tons. I hear about it from the people I work with all the time. And yeah. I think the meaning is different depending on the person that's seeing it and when you're seeing it and maybe why, what's going on in your life. Or have you ever noticed when you're driving and you're thinking about something or maybe you're sad or maybe, right? Maybe no matter, it could be any emotion and all of a sudden the per perfect song comes on. And the lyrics are perfect. Or, yeah. you know, I, I really believe this where I'm trying to go with this, don't you? That spirit is constantly communicating. Oh, yeah. Small little synchronicities, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there, <laughs> there was a time where uh, I was going through a friend breakup. It was a friend breakup, so not mm -hmm. a romantic relationship, but a friend breakup. Because I found out that this person had lied to me about a number of things. And... Um, and, and, you know, that's a form of, in, in psychological term, they'll call it gaslighting. Because when someone's yeah. lying to you about a lot of things, they're trying to get you to, to uh, they're, they're trying to change their reality and change your view of reality. And it can be very confusing. And so there was a point where I was driving in my car and I was like, does this person even realize how much he's lying? Like, is that, mm -hmm. is it, does he really think he's trying, telling the truth? Like what is going on? And then the song Pretender by the Foo Fighters came on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh -huh. And I was like, that is just too perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll usually get some kind of confirmation. And I think the beauty in that too is when, if you're able to, sometimes we have busy lives and we can't do it, but if you can spend a few minutes in the morning, like you said, developing something that resonates with yourself to set your day off on a good note. And yeah. then at nighttime, reviewing your day, right? What did I love best about it? Maybe there's some synchronicities and what um, journaling's a great way. I, I believe yeah. anyways, right? Yeah, journaling's great. Mm -hmm. 
to write. I love that. We're going to be talking about a lot of this stuff in a future program. Yes, I know we are. I'm dropping little hints here. You're going to be seeing more and more of the yep. two of us doing some things together. And mm -hmm. um, I hope, why not? I hope. I know. I know. I really believe things happen for a reason. And when yeah. we, you know, when, uh, the same thing I've been really trying to accept because it's hard, right? We want things to happen when we want them to happen. But I've been trying to repeat affirmations so important, right? Even though our brain might not believe it, our subconscious hears it and absorbs it, that things happen when they happen because it's the perfect time for them to happen, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so you've got a big guest coming on tomorrow night. I do. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I've been geeking out mm -hmm. so bad yes. since, I've, since I booked her. So um, her name is, oh, man, Helen. It's, it's not the easiest name for me to pronounce. Dr. Helene Webday. I mm -hmm. hope I said that right. I should have put it on a card right here. In I put you card. on the spot. I didn't. Ask. Well, look, I can remember. <laughs> and I love this guest I had on about the dreams. So there you go. There you go. So uh, so she is amazing. She is the lead researcher of the Institute of Noetic Science. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with uh, Institute of Noetic Science, also called IONS, I mm -hmm. highly recommend you check out their website. Mm -hmm. They are... Um, the pretty much the only scientific organization that is actually studying and researching things like channeling, mediumship, um, clairvoyance, clairaudience, uh, dreams of the future, you know, all of, all of that, all of these psychic mystic abilities mm -hmm. and they have, they run all these different studies and tests on them. And she wrote an amazing book called The Science of Channeling. I read it once all the way through already. It's packed with so much information. It's got numbers. It's got data, which I love because I'm a geek like that. I just wish I could retain it. You I know. know. I'll read it and I'm like, this is amazing. And I'm highlighting almost everything. Like, oh, yes. man, this is good information. And then it's like, you know, the next day, I can't, I can't remember what I read in the last chapter. <laughs> you yes. know? So I'm going through and I'm rereading it. Um, actually there's, there's still quite a bit I remember from the book, but mm -hmm. for those of you, I think, and I think it's so brilliant because for those of you who are intuitive, but also analytical, or for mm -hmm. those of you who are tired of hearing people say, well, that's not backed by science. Mm -hmm. Yes, it, it is. It absolutely mm -hmm. is. So Ions is fantastic. Ions, mm -hmm. I wish more people were aware of it. I wish more people were funding it. Uh, I wish more people were donating to it because they are being, uh, they're, they're being kind of shut down by other journals. Uh, other journals don't want them to publish their findings because they simply don't believe in it. Mm -hmm. And so they talk about that. So um, she talks about that in the book, how they had this amazing study on, I think it was telepathy. Don't quote me on that. I think that's what it was on though. And so they wanted to publish their findings and this big journal shot them down and said, Aww. we're never going to publish anything like that. And the, um, the board, one of the board members said, I will do everything in my power to block anything that comes through even close to this because we should not be wasting money on on this type of experiments or this type of you know the, the this type of beliefs basically and so that goes against the very fundamental 
principles of science because science is all about exploring and finding the truth and learning if things are, are possible. And asking possible, questions. Why. Yeah, and Absolutely. asking questions. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, so it's really fascinating. It's really fascinating to read the studies they've done, the findings that have shown up in the different tests and whatnot that they've done in their labs. And it's just, it's such a great book. So IONS is fantastic. Again, I would recommend that people go check out their um, website. They have free webinars that they do. They have free thought experiments. Yes. It is so absolutely amazing um so yeah my guest tomorrow is helene i <laughs> i don't know if i'm saying the name right i'm sorry guys but uh yeah having the lead researcher of ions on is is definitely very exciting for me so yeah she's gonna be a great guest and yeah. for those of you who are wanting scientific validation or proof be sure that you tune in to tomorrow's show bring your questions guys you know that i answer mm -hmm. you know that i ask my guests your questions Mm -hmm. on my show so bring your questions and um yeah, that hour is going to go by so fast i just know oh it. wow yeah you're going to have go to have her so back fast. you're going to have yeah. to have her back for sure yes so <laughs> i wanted to read yolanda's comment she said i scheduled time off work for tomorrow's to be at your show so i'll be able to oh, tune great. in nicole she said i'm very interested in ions now and leah said hi just came across this channel I have started to read tarot and really enjoy it, but it's quite hard to remember everything. Do you have anything to add with that? It is hard to remember it everything. Is. And I actually have a tarot course that will show you how to I read tarot it. quite easily. So if you go to my website, guidingechoes.com, uh, I think it's still there. <laughs> actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because I, I, I went through it. it. Well, I'm I'm revamping my website right now, and that might be one of the things that I've that I've redone. So here's the thing with tarot. There's this one game that you can play that's so much fun. You can play it on your own. I call it the flash game. So what you do, and for those of you listening to this, take note, this is a really easy game. If you want to learn how to play tarot, you're gonna love this. It's so easy. So you're going to get your tarot cards. I want you to remove all the court cards. And the court cards are the pages, knights, queens, and kings. Put those mm -hmm. to the side. We're not going to play with them <laughs> for this exercise. Put them to the side. <laughs> shuffle your cards. Go through your, shuffle your cards and have them face down. Have the pile face down and lift one card up and say the first thing that comes to mind when you look at the image and then put it back down. Cool. You do that through all of the cards because that's your intuition coming up with the words. So you go through it as fast as you can. If you are absolutely stumped on a card, don't spend more than five or 10 seconds on it. Just put it down and go to the next one. What happens is your subconscious mind and your brain is continuing to work to find the answer to that card in the background. And mm -hmm. so every time you do this little game, you're gonna get better at it. You're gonna end up having your own unique keywords for every card in the deck, and then you'll end up having your own language with tarot. So try not to get too caught up in what people tell you every card should be. Like for example, mm -hmm. the Seven of Swords <coughs> is traditionally known as the thief card. Like people mm -hmm. see that and they're like, okay, this means someone's trying to take something from you. I have a very different interpretation of the card. Every time I see the Seven of Swords, I always see it as, hey, you're taking your power back from a situation, great job. That mm -hmm. is what that card has always meant to be. And when it's in reverse to me, it means that 
you're trying you're you're in a power struggle like you're trying to take your power back but you can't you're in a power struggle but if every tarot book that you read will tell you this is the thief card like this is the card that means there's there's some someone's trying to take something from you and i don't see it that way so that's my own interpretation and every time that card has come up and i've read it that way it's been true because tarot and i have our we have a love language. We have a secret love language between the two of us. It's a beautiful affair. So you're so reading my your mind. I was just going to say that, but not as beautifully as you. If you set the intention, kind of like we talked about earlier, your your guides, your angels, they want you to succeed. So like you said, you got your love language. That's what it means yeah. for you. So you're not going to give the wrong reading to somebody. If nope. the person is meant to get that message, that card will come up because that's your interpretation, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So as you play the flashcard, uh, you know, just play it a few times and don't worry about whether you're repeating the same word for several cards. Don't even worry about it. It's a game. It's a game. Mm -hmm. This is fun. You're just getting to know your cards. And then after you've done it a few times, get a pen and paper uh, or your um, Word document or whatever you want to write on. And after you've done this, maybe, I don't know, five, ten times, start writing down your keywords. So start putting a little more time into that because by that time, you've gone through the entire deck, except for the court cards, a few times. And now you have a better understanding of how you're reading those cards. So now you can... Uh, take your time going through them. So you might pull over the tower card. Maybe the tower card for you means renovation or big surprise. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so you would write that down on your journal. And so now mm -hmm. you have all of your keywords and all of your interpretations for those cards. And you never, ever, ever even had to crack open a book. I love it. Because I often say that with crystals, because I'm a crystalaholic, I joke and say I have a problem. <laughs> Good problem. <laughs> I had a feeling you had a problem. Your, your husband called me and asked if we could set up an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a problem. No, actually, that's with resin, probably. I hate to say that, because that's my second passion is creating. Because that's when I do most of my meditation and connection a lot of conversation and connection with spirit is because i'm creating and just that kind of person and i'm relaxed and my mind's not thinking about anything yep. it's just work for me i found something that works but the same thing i say to people with crystals because crystals can be very intimidating is i usually suggest if somebody has an esoteric shop to walk in and use your eye say there's a bunch of crystals what are you drawn to what's pulling your eye over there like why are you you know pick it up how does it feel what does it feel like to you pay attention to those type of things but then we get them home and we're like well what are they supposed to do why do we have them remember somebody has written that book and put shared their interpretations as a starting point and then as time goes on some people adopt the same meaning but it doesn't have to be that meaning for you and another yeah. thing i want to add really quick say you're just starting out with crystals you love them quartz crystal can hold the intention of any other crystal frequency that you need including if you don't know what you need but you feel like you need a crystal you can ask your guides to help you as well as that crystal believe it or not to help embody the energy of what's required Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of those jack of all trade crystals. Mm -hmm. Or same as angels. Have you found that too? Like, because there's just so it's infinitesimal the amount of angels that are available. Right. 
So maybe I may not know the name that's needed. So I might just ask for whatever angel is required to best help with the best result in love and light or however yeah. I'm getting wordy. And I just trust that that's who will, will come in. Do, have you found that yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll put out the SOS like, all right, I'm having a bad hair day. I need the angel of good hair to come help. <laughs> Absolutely. Good hair day. Anything. Parking spots. Um, and I will I will tell you guys uh, from personal experience, I literally will say when I get in the car, um, angels, please protect me and all those around yes. me that are driving. And you could ask for 100 gazillion angels if you feel you really need that, right? They're there. And the other thing before I go, are you going maybe to the doctor's office and it's crowded? So I will ask, you know, again, I, I set the intention that I don't want to take from somebody else. But if it's available, could they please, you know, I'd like a parking spot at the front. And many times it works out. And if it doesn't, I know maybe there's a reason. Maybe somebody more needed it than I did in that day or what have you. Right. Mm -hmm. And one thing I want to add to is like your angels love it when you talk to them, you're never bothering mm -hmm. them. I have been doing a lot of channeling over the last two weeks. And my channeling abilities have definitely gotten a lot stronger. What's interesting to me is every time I open up that channel and I call my light circle forward, the very first thing I feel is joy as they're coming forward because they're working through me at that point. And they're always saying, Nicole, thank you so much for calling us forward. We love working with you. Thank you for talking to us. And I, if I forget even one day, like I ha I didn't consult them this morning. I know that when I consult them later or tomorrow, they'll be like, you missed us for that one day and we missed you, but we were still around you. But you know, so they're really encouraging that, yeah. that relationship and that communication. And so I want to say that to you guys too, like that's what your angels want. They love talking to you. And I know mm -hmm. that can be really hard to fathom. Like why would these beings love talking to us? Probably the same reason we love protecting our kitty cats and our dogs and our animals. Yes. Like, oh my God, you guys are so cute. We just love when you love us. It's mm -hmm. the best. So. <laughs> no, they do. They do. Yeah. Talk mm -hmm. to them. And I don't even realize when I'm doing it like I say I usually wait so everybody goes to bed I don't sleep a lot and and then I all of a sudden I realize oh wow I was like meditating I didn't even realize everything was just sort of hot you don't even realize what you were doing because you're so yeah. enwrapped with the conversation or what's going on I've had spirit to hold classes with you when you meditate they'll do they'll like I oh, said yeah. they're here for us we're not taking them away from anyone because there's no space or time on the other side. They can be in a gazillion different, right? A gazillion right. different places at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So we are almost out of time, honey. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> we did. We predicted this yesterday. <laughs> well, like I said, you'll see more of Nicole on my channel. And I think you'll be seeing some stuff between the two of us together as well make sure that you tune into her show tomorrow night. I am like marking my, my alarm to remind me in case I get busy, but Nicole, tell them everything about you. Where can they find you, your classes, everything about you. So you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and Twitter under the name Guiding Echoes. Um, there are a lot of scammers out there, so just beware that I am the only Guiding Echoes. So, and uh, I don't use the name my official Guiding Echoes. There's no underscore. It is Guiding Echoes with an E and one S, <laughs> because you'll see that the scammers will have two S's or they'll have an extra letter. So it's uh, Guiding Echoes. It's spelt as one word. 
on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So you can interact with me there. On all of those different platforms, I have different types of content for you. So on Instagram, I have um, daily energy forecasts. On YouTube, uh, I have our live broadcasts every Tuesday. I'm about to go back into the pick a cards and pick a channeled readings because a lot of people love those. Um, I have a lot of good things in the work for you guys as I'm getting ready to amp up that channel again. So if you'd like to order reading with me, you can visit my website at guidingechoes.com. And you can also email me at hello at guiding echoes. So those are the best ways to connect with me. I love it. And I will throw in very quickly. If you ever want to get a hold of me, I do mentoring, I do uh, teaching, I do readings, I do healing sessions. Even maybe you've got a show idea or a guest you maybe you want to see on the show or whatever. You can get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash the angel rock. The other thing is I have an email, the angel rock 1508. I was going to say 1508, but 1508 at gmail.com feel free to reach out i also have two groups on facebook paranormal university for all things within the paranormal including ufology and things like that and then i have the angel rocker tribe for many of the things that we talked about this evening so they kind of cover the kind of the whole sort of gamut of things if you will so i'd love to have you join us sometime please join us next week here on the angel rock monday night same time same space uh 7 p.m sorry 6 p.m eastern standard time we're thinking of your show already <laughs> uh, we're here for two hours every week next week i will have the amazing cheryl Hines on and she's a, a psychic medium as well and surprisingly i don't plan it this way some of the people i just meet, i can work with different people like i'm sure you do too like secretaries and things but you trust that they're going to be amazing and she is so i can't wait to have her on she's got an awesome book and uh yeah so nicole thank you so much for being here i loved having you here good thank job with the comments so much fun i loved it so you everybody out there have a wonderful rest of your week and i always say i send you all so much love and light please be sure to share our network with your friends there is something literally for everybody on this network when you agree nicole we've got so many different types of shows oh yes we do absolutely mm -hmm. so wherever you may be good morning good afternoon or good evening and we'll see you next monday same time same space thanks again nicole